you for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is your boy, Chilly Chill, out of Pittsburgh. Morning, MV. Morning, morning. What's up, bro? man? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Morning, up, Hey, nah, baby. Hey. Good morning. Just, uh, hey, man, I just found out my neighbor, all six of her kids got ADD. All like, six all of them? them? All six of them. All different dads. You know what I mean? You had me sitting there thinking, like, I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> yeah, she's 31. All six kids got ADD. That, that check going to be crazy. You know what I mean? But, Jesus um, Christ. Just, 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 just want to tell y'all good morning, man. Listen good to morning, y'all right man. now. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep Thank me on my King. toes in the morning and keep doing what y'all doing. I'll call y'all back next week. All right, All right my brother. Okay. All right, brother. Yeah. <laughs> this guy with the jokes. All different daddies. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Ali from Jacksonville. Ali, what up, Duval? bro? Duval! Already. Hey, listen, I got a question for y'all. Yes, sir. And I just want to hear your opinion about this. It's amazing how white people could call black people the N-word. It's not a big deal. Black people could call white people crock-ass cracker. It's not a big deal. But when somebody speaks their opinion about the LGBT community, it's a big uproar. And that's just somebody speaking their opinion about that. I'm just trying to see what's the big uproar. If everybody has their opinion, let them speak their opinion. If that's what they want to do, let them do that. They should embrace that's what they are, and it's cool. It should be a big, dramatic uproar. And I just want to hear your opinion about that from both of y'all. Well, white, when white people say the N-word, it is an uproar. Yeah, it definitely know, is. I don't know, I don't know where that. you are. <laughs> yeah, it is an uproar. Not really. Yes, it is. Oh, it's not people a, definitely have gotten fired like for that. LG, it's not an uproar like the uh, LTB community. What the hell is the it's LTB? Now, like now that. That's the, that, that cable package you just talked about is way worse than the basic one. Now, the basic one is LGBT. I don't know. what. Why you just LGBTQ. got rid of the G? Oh, well I, well, I don't know the alphabets, man, but I just want to hear y'all opinion about that. <laughs> I like, think... when it, like, when, when Booster said his comment, it was a big overall win. Uh, whoever said anything, what really got me when Wendy Williams had to apologize for what she said, it's like, come on, man, you can't have an opinion about that. Well, listen, here's the truth to the matter. You got to know who you effing with. You know what I'm saying? You slap somebody in the face, they might slap you back. You slap somebody else in the face, they might punch you and knock you out. You slap somebody else in the face, they might pull out a gun and shoot you. You just got to know who you're dealing with, that's all. And be ready to yeah, deal just, with them. Yeah, I just don't get it, man. Everybody should have their own opinion. It shouldn't be a big a big deal about it. If, if that's what they choose to do, that's, that's on them. Let them embrace it and, and, and move on. So listen, why are you call, Why is this the first thing on your mind in the morning, though? No, it's not. I just can't get it. No, yes it, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Have a good one, yes, bro. It is. No, when, 
<laughs> but why does it matter how other people live their lives anyway? I don't. If it doesn't affect you, if you're not part of the LGBTQ plus community, and you're, like, why does it bother you? Hello, who's this? This house. What's up, bro? Get it off yeah. your chest. Yeah, what I had to get off my chest, man. I feel like a lot of people like sitting back waiting for the government to do things instead of realize what we can do ourselves. Like I ain't had nothing a couple years ago before the pandemic. During the pandemic, it won't really. An issue with me, you know, I started driving trucks for a company, bought a truck off of Facebook. I'm a owner operator. I make 14000 a week. It's so dope. much stuff people can do out here, you know, better themselves because I'm trying to break a generational curse where families are growing up in uh, in apartments instead of owning homes because the, the money in the city. His phone broke up, but I agree with him. You know what I, I mean? I mean, uh, we, we definitely should push our government and push our, you know, national and local government to do things for us, but we definitely got to do for ourselves too. Word to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Do and for what he said is And what he said is also right. I know a lot of people want to be rappers. They want to be uh, DJs. They want to be producers. They want to be athletes. They want to get OnlyFans. There's a lot of other businesses that people can do, and driving trucks is a major business. They make a lot of money. So really, really look into it because you think about it. One thing that didn't stop on that road was those trucks, whether they were delivering food, whether they were, they were delivering toilet paper and paper towels. The, those roads stay full with those trucks. So people still had those jobs with them trucks. Yeah, and that's why I always tell brothers, man, you go out there and learn a trade. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because there's certain things that just never, ever, ever going to stop. You're going to always need an electrician. You're going to always need a plumber. You know what I mean? And those people, those brothers make good money. Those sisters make good money. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up, Envious Mellow? How y'all feeling? Mellow, what's popping? What's going on? Yeah. Mellow, your phone is trash, Your phone Mello. is garbage. Your phone has been garbage for at least seven of the ten years that we've been here on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This Rich from Cincinnati. What's up, Rich? Get it off your chest. Listen, I watch you guys on YouTube every day. I love you guys. Uh, I think it's time that we take the glasses down. I'm tired of looking at Charlemagne's reflection. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I hate this glass. It makes me feel like I'm locked up. I hate it. My skin looks amazing. You should be happy to see my reflection. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Jermaine. Jermaine, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. Well, I want to get something off my chest. Um, first of all, good morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning, Peace, King. Charlemagne the God. Well, Dr. Uncle Sharla. Thank you, sir. Uh, DJ Envy. Good yes, morning. Good morning. Um, I want to talk about that, uh, the 2010 Mount Rushmore discussion I was having. Uh-huh. And, and the only thing about it is, like, I'm kind of disappointed that Wale's name wasn't mentioned in all of that. No, nah, it was. I saw Wale mentioned. I saw Wale. I saw Big Sean. I saw Meek. A couple people mentioned them. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't say it enough when they chest about Wale, but I feel like during that 2010s, Wale had some real great projects. And every time, every one of those projects, he had like two or three songs that just got played on the radio nonstop. He, he did. I love Wale, but we, he but he didn't have the impact that future or Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj had. Nowhere near. That's just the truth. That is true. And I love Wale. Man, and like, no disrespect to Future, but a lot of stuff with Future, like, it comes off of the fact that a lot of times he's collaborating with Drake. And I mean, there's nothing. That's not true. No, That's not he true. Got a lot of Don't tell that lie. <laughs> Don't I tell that lie. Listen, Future had a whole mixtape trilogy, 56 nights, 
56 Nights Monster in Beast Mode way before him and Drake started collaborating. Yeah. Knock it off. Look, I know y'all was, I knew y'all was going to jump on me as soon as I said that this morning, but you know what? It's all good. I respect what they said, but when it comes to that list, I really can't take nobody else because, like I said, like they chose Nicki, and Nicki, like, Nicki was, like, really that, like, top rapper, not top female, top rapper during that time, so I got to give right. respect to that. Hello, who's this? Yo, Big Chocolate, the Toe Sucker, how we doing, family? Oh, my gosh, Better. Man. We were better before we talked to you. We were here for you in months, man, and life was so great. Listen, two things, two things, right? CBS TV must be crazy, right? You got Tiffany, no class, Haddish, and the TV show with kids. I guess they didn't... Don't disrespect, don't disrespect movie. Tiffany Nobody like that. She was in, so let's get rid of her now. Two ladies, I'll be at Envy's car show this year, sucking toes. No, you won't. And if you're a cutie, you can get a picture of Envy's butterscotch booty. Charlemagne can't have one. Well, what we, do you think? We're going to ban you from the car show. We don't want you there. <laughs> you suck a toe at the car <laughs> show, you're going to jail. Word. You sit up there and talk about your little wiener on the air, and I can't talk about sucking toes, brother. Come on. <laughs> you can't talk you ain't about telling it, nobody to suck his little wiener. Show. <laughs> I bet you won't call up here and say, I'm Big Chocolate, the <laughs> sucker. <laughs> What's up, Angela? Attitude How are you? Take care, y'all. <laughs> Did he say attitude Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. My guy from afar. But that's right. The, from and afar. the only guest that came with an entourage during the pandemic. Well, he uh, got the whole revolt staff with him. He getting revolt. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole revolt came with him. Listen, man. Justin LeBoy. What's up, brother? What's good, man? How y'all feeling today? Well, good, good. Now, first and foremost, hold on, Justin. You know, I'm going to ask you to spit your gum out. I know I'm not there in oh, person, yeah, yeah, but you got yeah, yeah, um, nah. to. Justin, respectfully. You, you, respectfully. Respectfully, sir. we ask you to take your gum out. You, you, you ended Saweetie and Quavo's <laughs> relationship. Do you feel bad about I, that, I Justin? Didn't, I didn't do that. I was just, I showed up to work <laughs> and I, I did what they paid me to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. She said what she said, but I think it probably been over before then. But Actually, let's let's start from the beginning for people that don't know who Justin LeBoy is. You're from Queens and you play basketball and you went pro. Yeah, I played over in Europe, in Germany. I heard that. Had a couple stops, man. Then uh, I ruptured both of my Achilles tendons, and at that point I knew it was no being LeBron James or Kobe mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying none of the greats. So my next thing was like, how am I gonna stamp myself in this world? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like. Just growing up, seeing everybody successful and everybody doing their thing. Um, I just wanted to find a way to be remembered forever. So, um, you know, I'm working every day towards that. So how long, how long ago was that when you were playing ball? Uh, about two, three years ago. Oh, that's right. That was recently. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you got into uh, party promoting, right? Not party promoting. Me and my brother basically was, like, opening up small lounges and clubs. You know what I'm saying? Just using a little bit of money we had. And but you know, in New York, it's like a limited amount of time when you're dealing with the urban world because they're gonna shut you down immediately. Yeah, they're gonna shut you mm-hmm. down. Like you know, what I'm saying liquor license authorities and everything. So we was just trying to run it up, and you know, what was that pro basketball money overseas like? It wasn't as sweet as as people think it is. You know what I'm saying? That's what, I'm gonna mm-hmm. leave it at that. You know, a lot of people out here capping like mm-hmm. they making millions overseas and shit. you just over there sitting down. And you glad you're on vacation from the real world. You know what I'm saying? And where were you playing overseas? I was in Germany. I was in Mainz. I was in How was that? Because you don't speak the language, so it's... Yeah, you know, they have, like, the, the, the coach's son or somebody knows English. And so he's pretty much translating everything to you. And, you know, Germany was actually cool because it was, like, America mm-hmm. almost. But when I was in Macedonia, that shit was, like, real. 
out of whack. How do you kick it to girls over there? So what, what's your game like in Germany? I'm, asking. I'm on Facebook thugging. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? They'll hit you up, <laughs> one of the fans. I'm over there like, yo, what's good? What y'all doing? And, you know, they, they translating, using Google Translator. Gotcha. And then, you know, they pull up and then, you know. How many kids you think you got over there? Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Off the record or on the record? Off. <laughs> Off on. I got about two or three. Tell, <laughs> tell them I'm coming back home. I love y'all. I got a couple of dollars now. I'm going to send some uh, child support back that way. Can you tell us about Demon Time and how all that exploded? Oh, man, that was crazy, man. You know, the start of the pandemic, we was bored at home. Mm-hmm. So my heart was always with, like, the, the women and, and nightlife who everyone kind of forgot about. You know what I'm saying? Because when that happened, if you didn't have, like, a career, no 401k and all that, mm-hmm. it was just like... You was left for dead, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, working in these clubs, it ain't like you get unemployment or nothing or benefits. So um, I kind of just took that, went live, and all the girls that I knew, bottle girls, nightlife, waitresses, and then some people was even school teachers and stuff like that coming on there and hiding their face. But, uh, yeah, I did that. We pinned the girls' cash apps. Everybody made money. I took none of it, you know what I'm saying? I let them all have it, and uh, I think I got a lot of people through their tough situations. It felt like you was really... Trying to ruin uh, Saweetie and Quavo's relationship in that interview, though you was you was really kind of simping for Saweetie a little bit. No, respectfully, not. this guy is crazy. <laughs> I was actually a fan of uh, Quavo and Saweetie. I didn't even know they was going through that. You know what I'm saying? So when she pulled up, you know she wasn't even drinking or nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. she was like very well media trained, and you know when she gave certain answers, I just thought like, you know, she was just answering for women who felt. You know what I'm saying? How she mm-hmm. felt. So, you know, it was never, I didn't even think that would, you know what I'm saying, go like that. But, uh, nah, Quavo and Sweetie was actually dope. I was actually like, I was f-ing with their movement. You know what I'm saying? They both looked happy as hell. So, did you know Justin was dating her beforehand? D- dating her I before? didn't, I didn't really know that. And it's crazy because I knew Just for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's my dog. That's mm-hmm. my brother. I love Just. Um, I didn't really know that. You know what I'm saying? Truthfully, because I'm going into it and I'm just trying to get as many people with with a name that I can interview because mm-hmm. you know that's hard to do these days you mm-hmm. know COVID everything going on people protecting their brand so when I found that it was Sweetie I'm like oh let's get it you know what I'm saying because I, I was a fan of her Instagram page she always had like great energy mm-hmm. and it was fun great and I'm energy. like for real though <laughs> that's what you call it great energy <laughs> <laughs> respectfully though alright we got more with Justin LaBoy when we come back don't move it's The Breakfast Club good morning The Breakfast Club Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, this guy has his own show on Revolt with Diddy's son, Justin. You might see him all over social media. We have Justin LaBoy in the building. Charlemagne? Lala, Lala, she's off with some guidance too, right? Oh, yeah. Lala, that's like my big sister, man. She, she's the greatest. Like, uh, you know, she's always there, like a mm-hmm. call away, you know what I'm saying, for somebody to be as big and as well-known and famous she is to always, like, answer that call to mm-hmm. help me prepare for a show. Like, you know what I'm saying, whether it's just brother sister guidance and uh i feel like she's one of the most loved people in the industry absolutely mm-hmm. and she's a cancer woman and she's another cancer mm-hmm. hey listen if you're looking for a wife get you a cancer that's all i'm gonna say that, that is, that <laughs> they the only that non is. they the only non-toxic sign i said what i said <laughs> what do you feel about cancer woman i'm Charlotte? a cancer i agree this i agree you know what i mean i love cancer women my wife is a sagittarius but yeah just terror oh, yes okay. cancers are very nurturing and and, and loving and they gonna ride with you, but don't cross them. Mm. When you cross them, it's well, gonna be hard to play. What's your man, sign? The big reveal. Listen, y'all, I'm a Scorpio. Oh no, Scorpio men are the worst. I was like, if he's a Scorpio, <laughs> listen, I'm a, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a God fearing man. 
I the worst boyfriend I ever had in my life was a Scorpio. What's so bad about Scorpio, G? Scorpios are the biggest cheaters. They're freaks, though. But they are like the biggest liars and cheaters. I never had somebody wow. lie about things so respectfully. Much. Respectfully. <laughs> Listen, I don't cheat. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that and I don't lie. So what message did you send Saweetie after she broke up with Quavo? The ones we didn't see, not the tweets. I know you sent her a DM or something. Come on, Justin. Nah, I didn't send nothing, man. I didn't send nothing. I just feel like she probably needs her space right now from mm -hmm. the world in general. Because I felt like they had like the perfect love story mm -hmm. on social media. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I'd never seen that coming, so, you know, hopefully they work things out, though. They they looked happy together, and sometimes the internet and shit will have you, you know, feeling like you got to tweet something or put a message out, but, you know, they need to just handle that probably behind closed doors. A lot of pressure for the next show. Who y'all got lined up? Listen, man, the next show, we got the most toxic person on earth besides myself, Boosie. Goodness gracious. How was that? That uh, should be interesting. It was crazy. Like, he's like... He's unbelievable. Like, I just never met somebody who don't run away from a question. Nope. Think about asking the worst question, mm -hmm. and he's going to answer it. Like, with a serious face, though. Like, he don't mm -hmm. even laugh. Like, so I feel like when people see this, they going to go crazy, man. Where'd y'all film it at? We was in Atlanta. Okay, okay, okay. Definitely. You, you met Boosie before? Hell yeah. Boosie's a couple Too many times. Oh, for <laughs> real? What you think of him? I like Boosie. I like Boosie because Boosie is authentically him. You know okay. what I'm saying? He he may not always be right, but he's always real. Right. And when he's not right, he can correct himself and say, yo, I was wrong in that situation. <laughs> but he's just always a real human. That's all I like. I don't want nothing out of people but realness, man. Right. I'd rather you be an honest sinner than a lying hypocrite. That's it. Right. Nah, that's crazy. Because I feel like you came in the game like that. Just like guns blazing. Yeah. It's good to see you more relaxed now. I'm not going to lie, man. It's growth. It's evolution. You know, me and Justin was having a convo and he was like, yo, I want to do, I want to be like, you know, Char old Charlemagne. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> right? I'm like, no, you don't, sir. That's going to get you in a lot of trouble later on down the line. So I like yeah. the way you moving now. Yeah, nah, you know, you was always like somebody I looked up to. So when I came in and they was even asking like, what's your goal? I'm like, be like the Charlemagne was. And then when I spoke to Charlemagne, he like, no, don't no, be like me. me. I'm like, well, damn, well, I'm, I'm sorry for wanting to be this way. I need a new idol. <laughs> but no, it's just like, you know, it's all about, number one, it's all about being your true, authentic self. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? But also, you know, if if, if we're not here to, to, to tell the next generation the mistakes that we made so they can avoid them, we're not doing our job. Right. You know uh, what I mean? Amen. Well, it's Justin LaBoy. We appreciate you for joining us. Give me your Twitters and Instagrams and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, man. Make sure y'all follow me if you're not yet, at Justin LaBoy on Twitter and Instagram. It's not LA boy. A lot of people are like, Justin LA boy. I think uh, <laughs> Angela E might have said that a couple times. Like, yeah, Justin LA boy. No, it's Justin LaBoy. That's my real name. I never name. said that. I never said that. I seen, I seen a couple of, uh, back in my demon time days when y'all was uh, doing y'all stuff. You're like, yeah, Justin LA boy. Demon boy. Angela, please <laughs> get this right. A long time ago. I see that Deleon behind you too. Take a shot if you love yourself. Yeah, I love me some Deleon. <laughs> See how he starts? See how he starts? Take, Take a, a shot, shot if, if you, you love, love yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Justin LaBoy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You remember this? It's that time. Bring it back. Check out the classic topic discussion. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. So we're asking if you just join us. Uh, well, let's play the clip. So cheating respectfully to me is cheating where I don't find out. Is having control over your other women is using condoms and not having babies. Like, cheat respectfully because believe it or not, your man is cheating. But I'm not leaving my man over a one night stand. I'll only leave my man for three things. You bring me home an STD, you have a baby on me, or if you gay. Everything else is work outable for me. Yeah. 
So we're asking 800-585-1051. Is there a respectful way to cheat? I say no way. Not a chance. If you cheat, it's definitely disrespectful regardless. I've been <laughs> down that road. Charlemagne has been down that road. Don't drag. First of all, speak You've for yourself. You've been down that road, too. I'll speak for myself. You speak for yourself, <laughs> you bastard. All right? <laughs> I've been down that road. It's something and that he's I He's like, regret. growing up in New York. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> don't pull, don't make it a joke, because that was a that, that that was what I did was disrespectful to my wife. It ain't funny. I don't even want to laugh about it. But That's no, real. there is no respectful way to cheat. All cheated is disrespectful. Don't laugh. I hear you. I hear you laughing. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what are you getting so mad for? Because it's not funny. Nah, I feel envy. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't think there's a respectful way to cheat. You know, um, when you go home to your significant, I can only speak for myself. You know, as a man, when I when I'm going home to 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 my wife, you know, a woman that I love, a woman that I say is my, I'm, I'm, is my best friend, and you know, I'm a person who thrives on authenticity and being honest. You're not authentic. You're not honest. Nope. You're not real if you're lying to the person that you call your best friend, the person that you took took vows with. So just for me, as as you know, my my guilty conscience wouldn't allow me. To, to continue to do that. And, you know, that's when you're just feeding your ego. I always say that. You know, when you're sleeping around with a bunch of different women, you're not doing it because you're unhappy at home. You're doing it because you're unhappy with yourself. And, you know, you're but feeding your ego. You got a bunch of insecurities. There are levels. Like, imagine your man was paying for somebody else's rent in their apartment or bought somebody else a house or had this person in your home, Don't in your no marital Cam. Cam bed. Can't do nothing to nobody, man. Yeah, I'm not buying no I'm house. Just, you might pay some I'm rent. just saying, things like that happen, and I do feel like, that level is like, whoo, because women have forgiven men for cheating. But when they take it to the next level where they're doing all kinds of relationship type things, spending holidays away from their family, well, sneaking out. Wilding. But a lot of times mm -hmm. men just spend the money because it's hush money. You know what I'm saying? I'm paying. But they spend the time too. They not just spending the money. Like yeah. they spend the time. No, but I'm Imagine they got a key to no. somebody else's house. Well, yeah, you I mean, getting mail there. Yeah, then I got to drive yeah. by, go to the mailbox, and see your addresses on the mail. Together. Yo, if you're not gonna say Calvin like, Hunter's name, <laughs> you're not gonna say, say his, his name. name. Say his name. Damn his, it. His incidents. <laughs> well, let's go to the phone line. Hello, who's this? It's crazy. My name is Lamen. If you ask me, don't even Okay. okay. Both of y'all have disrespectfully cheated on each other. Yeah, both yeah, both of y'all respectfully disrespectfully cheated. No. <laughs> no, we haven't. This is my girlfriend of uh, going on three years now. You've never cheated on her? No, I have never cheated on her. And that's a god honest truth. What about you? What about you, young lady? Have you ever cheated on him? I've never cheated on him, never gave him kitty cat away. I've been loyal to this man since day one. I love it. Thank you. I love you. Y'all would be disrespectful if you admitted it on the air right now. Well, say each other's names just in case. Yes, if, I have. If, if y'all lying, somebody will call y'all out. So say each other's names way fast. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jasmine. You can follow me at Instagram on Melanin Monroe. Man, give your social security number out while you at it, too. Listen, have you? do y'all believe there's a Play respectful way to name. cheat? <laughs> Wait. Hold up. Oh, my name is Juan Min. You can follow me on Instagram, XKingLemon. You ain't say your last name. I know that cheating laugh. That aha. Uh -huh. When a man goes, aha, uh -huh. boy, you a wild boy, man. You a wild boy. <laughs> nah, nah, listen, though. Like, there is a right way to cheat, but you end up feeling like a scumbag in the end, and it's a lot of work. What's the right way to cheat, sir? Tell me, old wise one. <laughs> What's the right way to cheat? Number one, you make sure that the person that you're messing with already knows that you got a significant other and they know their place and they, they're they okay with their place. Awesome. You, you sound like a cheater, yeah, sir. You sound like you know too much, bro. Let, let, let him keep digging his grave. Keep digging your grave. Go, go, number two. Now, I'll be honest. In the past, before I met her, 
I was. Mm. In the past, mm-hmm. I was. And this is how I know this. Number two, never bring anything home. Never bring no type of itchy. I don't give a f- what it is. Don't bring none at home. My bad for cussing on the radio. But don't bring none at home. And then, uh, okay. And how, then, how many more? Three, you know, you know too much. Oh, okay, number four. Um, <laughs> just, just make sure that your house is happy before stepping outside. No, no, no. You I feel you. Not a no, I agree with all you yeah. saying. How about don't cheat at all? I, I, I thought all those things too. <laughs> None of that works. I'm telling that not if you not if you being honest with yourself. If you lying to yourself, all of that stuff works. But if you being honest with yourself, none of that stuff works because your guilty conscience gonna eat you up. Hello, who's this? This is B White. What's up, bro? We're asking: Is there a respectful way to cheat? It's a respectful way for everything. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. So okay, what's the us. respectful way? Yes. None of her friends. No family members. Use some protection, and what you know, it's a respectful way to do everything. I disagree. But okay, so you're okay if your woman cheats on you. If she you, does, I, so if a woman does that respectfully, you can be okay with it. It's also a double standard for everything too. Oh lord, it's a double standard. For, look, if a, a woman have a baby, it's mommy's baby, daddy's baby. It's, no, I don't think so. I think th- there is no respectful way to cheat. The act of cheating no. in itself is disrespectful. You disrespecting no, your man, wife. You used to mess with my cousin. You used to mess with my cousin. What's her name? Tasha. In South Carolina. Tasha. You know, Tasha. Why you? Why you? Yeah, you why, why you? I don't remember. Around? Okay, 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 whatever. Okay, put it like that. My bad. That's my bad for saying that. But it, it is a respectful way to snitch on that man. Now, wait, wait a minute. First of all, first of all, put a timestamp on this. How long ago was this when I allegedly was messing with this woman? 2018. Eleven years ago. Uh, Eleven years ago, he said he said he said he's free. Might for eight. be a hey, man. I'm not going to deny. I'm confirm. I don't remember. I'm a wild boy. That laugh. What up? Oh no! No, no, what up, me? I don't know Natasha. I don't know no damn Natasha. I don't know no me. Hey, bro. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Hey, niggas can speak in cold through laughs, boy. <laughs> you a wild boy. You a wild boy. Oh, boy. So so what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is, personally, this is just Leonard McKelvey, Charlamagne the God speaking. There is no respectful way to cheat. The act of cheating itself is disrespectful. You're yes, disrespecting that, I, your wife. I, I, I you're disrespecting your family. You're disrespecting yourself. I used to cheat to feed my ego. Now I feed my soul. I don't cheat. Black Amen. men don't cheat. Amen. We on vacation, y'all. So it's the best of the Breakfast Club. All right, so don't go anywhere. We got more coming up. It's the best of the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, indeed. And you signed over with Charlemagne's, uh, or partnered up with no, Charlemagne's. No, partnered. <laughs> okay. Black Effect <laughs> Network. <laughs> we have the brothers from Earn Your Leisure. What's up, brothers? What's, What's going, going on? on? How's everything? Good, man. How you doing, bro? Nice I'm good. Alive. I'm good. I'm good. So if you don't know, break down who both of you individuals are individually and, and how you guys got together. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Rashad. Um, I'm partner Troy. Yeah, yeah. So um, we started Earn Your Leisure's financial literacy business platform. And it, it really started like two years ago. The quick story is that I'm a financial advisor by trade. Mm-hmm. Troy is my best friend in life. He's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And he was teaching in the Bronx. And, um, you know, he was always trying to get me to... <laughs> going to the school and teach to the kids. And I'm like, I never understood why he wanted to be a teacher. That's like, like inmate me. breaking back into jail. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you used to tell me every time, like, yo, you went to school your whole life to go back? That don't even make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, we, we got a mission we got to be on. That's a fact. But now, nah, I, I, long story short, I taught the kids and, you know, really just realized how important financial literacy was, how much, like, people didn't know. Mm-hmm. And even me being a financial advisor working with clients realized how people didn't know anything about finances at all. So 
that led to us developing a six week program um, for in the summer for yeah. kids. Yeah. And then that led to just online and what we got now. Yeah, so. I love I love talking to y'all. I love listening to y'all simply because y'all know what the fuck y'all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. Appreciate so many that. people don't know what they talking about, but they try to sound financially literate and they just <laughs> stupid. So it's good to have people from the culture who know how to talk finances. How did y'all figure out a way to intertwine it so that messaging is digestible for people. Yeah, I mean, it was commonplace for us, really. You know, I, I'm coming from an education background, so finance wasn't my thing. And so I would be in conversations with him and a, a couple of other friends, and it's like, you never want to be the guy that can't be in the conversation. And so you got to go back and, and learn. And so when we started talking like that, it was like, all right, this is cool. Um, and then we started teaching kids, like he said, and then we realized, like, the kids were learning, but they were also telling their parents. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, wait, we can teach two people at the same time, right? If I teach a kid something, he goes home, now the parents know. And so when we started talking um, about the podcast, Shai was doing like interviews on other people's platforms. And they were like, wait, this is really good stuff. Like, where's the extended dialogue? Like, do you have your own? And so he came one day, we was at my house. And he was like, yo, you want to start a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so right away we were like, we're going to make it in our language because that's what we do. We do, That's how we talk, right? We mm -hmm. don't have perfect diction. Uh, we, we don't sound like we came from the Wharton Business School. No disrespect for anybody that went there, but it was like, there's more people that sound and look like us. So we're gonna those people will gravitate to us, and that was really the plan. We just embrace who we are. So mm -hmm. you know, we we talk about finance. We talk finance. We we wear our own merch, sweaters, you know, hoodies, you know, sneakers. We, we're not trying to yeah. be like you know ascots and all that. No disrespect to anybody mm -hmm. that does all, that, but all that's business, just, no suits. That's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Like that's not who we are. So they see us talking just like we're in a barbershop, mm -hmm. but it's high level finance. So it's interesting, and it's like okay, and then we bring you know entrepreneurs and investors on that know what they're talking about. So you know, it just it's just it's just the whole vibe. You know, and another thing I, I love the podcast is I, I get to, you know, because a lot of this stuff is, is you don't learn growing up, right? Mm -hmm. I went to college. They don't teach you this in college. They don't, there's certain things they don't teach you. My daughter's finally, you know, her major is real estate and, 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 and investing in real estate. But like uh, the, the brother that was on there, I'm looking for now, the, the, the guy with trucking, right? Yo, oh, Alex, oh, Alex. Shout out to Alex. Good energy. Right. Yeah, so when you go to the podcast, there's so many different brothers. It's not just real estate. It's not just stocks. It's different brothers and different people from our community that's making money. Now, there's one brother, the reason it intrigued me so much is because during the quarantine and pandemic, everything was shut down. But this brother was still making money because the roads were up because his trucks were delivering food and delivering, you know, pampers and delivering supplies to all these different places. And he continued to make money, but his initial investment wasn't a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the fact that you got a, a teaching people these things is, is what makes me love this podcast well, you, so much. You know, it's so crazy that you say that is shout out to Alex. And um, that's, it's a great networking tool. So for us, I feel like it's we get to network with some of the brightest minds in every single industry. Like he said, mm -hmm. stocks, real estate trucking it's not just one thing specific so and then of course we would be stupid if we didn't utilize those resources so we got our truck we just got our truck shout out yeah. to alex he's, he's holding our hand through it we got an 18 wheeler out in atlanta with our emojis on it eyl university earn your leisure all plastered inside wow. so it's crazy just like mg the mortgage guy shout out to mg um we matt, to, matt been up here mm -hmm. yeah we about to get a bunch of real estate properties when matt he's helping us out like Stock, Wall Street traffic, ain't like so. A lot of the people that we actually develop relationships with are actually mentoring us and helping us. Actually, so we're learning as we go too. So yeah. this trucking thing is so interesting because us because it's like coming from New York. I never looked at owning a truck as a viable option. Like you know, I just saw trucks on the road, but you never think yeah. about like out the way. who actually owns <laughs> crazy because growing up down south, that's what it was about. Get your CDL license, be a truck driver. Yeah, New York. Yeah, was but, but we're not talking about owner. driving. We talking about owning yeah. a truck. But yeah. that's what the point. You get your CDL and you buy a truck. Mm -hmm. Like Wax brother owned a couple of a uh, couple of trucks. 
What was what was your favorite podcast where you learned the the most about things? Wow, I think Matt's uh, episode was crazy um, because he was talking about real estate, and we were sitting in my house, and that strategy he had talked about creating that four three two one right. Live in a, in a one apartment, rent out the third, go on to the next thing, live in a three bedroom or three apartments, live in one, rent out the two. And I'm sitting in my house like, wait, this is an amazing strategy. Like nobody told us this, right? Mm-hmm. And so like his was important to me just because we filmed it in my house where he's talking about these strategies. I think Wall Street Trappers episode 40, 44 was important. Alex, Mobile Homes. Mm-hmm. It was the first couple that we had. Mobile Homes was dope, yeah. And um, that was something that I had never, th- so trucks was something we never thought about. But the only time we spoke about mobile homes is when we looked at Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, that's Eight Mile, that's trailer park trash. And it was like, this is a business? Yep. And so when that they came- That or the only time, you know, um, Charlemagne cut a hole in his mobile home and would masturbate through that hole. Ah, <laughs> 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 you, you never did that? That never, well, it did happen. Right, it right. happened in that way. Like, it was just like, he just said it ahead, so continue crazy. Continue on, brother, go ahead, continue That's on, not exactly uh, what happened. <laughs> that episode was so important because first it was the first couple and, and we got to watch them grind from the bottom and make it to get in mobile homes. But the most important thing is when we did that, it was like a year and a half ago, they had spoke about their ambition to own a park one day. Mm-hmm. And so a year later, not only did they get a park, they own four parks. Yeah. Wow. And so we got to watch the growth. We sat with them in the in the hood in Chicago and um, watched them grow their mm-hmm. business and their personal life. And it's like, you know, this is incredible. Yeah, like, sure. this is what we need to see. And then back to the part where you said that we not, we're not taught about this. Being in education, I'm sitting in the school knowing that these kids are not going to learn any of the things that I'm talking about. So at a certain point, it was like, are we complicit in this? And so we had to make the decision. Like you said, in the summer, it was like, we're going to teach the kids the things that they didn't learn in school. So we taught those six weeks like it was a 10 months of school that they never got. And now we're starting to see the the, the offsprings of that. We're seeing 14-year-olds wanting to get into the vending machine business, which is incredible. We're seeing kids talking about trucking because they saw us do it. It's incredible. So the trajectory of their lives are going to change forever because of something that we thought of and had an idea. I would say that it started with an idea and an iPhone, and now look what it's turned into. All right, we got more with Rashad Bilal and Troy Millings when we come back from the Earn Your Leisure podcast. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We got the brothers from the Earn Your Leisure podcast with us this morning. Charlamagne? Do you think the black community is beginning to receive enough access to financial literacy? Absolutely. I feel like um, financial literacy is a, is a snowball that's turned into an avalanche. Envy, no, I've been to Envy um, seminar. It was 2,500 people in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Then they did the next, the, that same night, they did 1,500. That's crazy. So, like, financial literacy is something that is extremely, extremely in vogue right now in our community, and it's a good thing, and hopefully it's here to stay. Yeah. But it scares me, though. I'm gonna tell you why it scares me. It scares me when, when people say things and tell people things and they don't know the the, the, the knowledge of everything, yeah, right? Yeah. Because if you follow a rapper or you follow your favorite celebrity and they tell you to do something, you jumped out there and do it and don't know what you're talking That's about, fun. you get got. You know what yeah, I mean? So that yeah. scares me a little bit when somebody just says, "Go buy <laughs> cryptocurrency." You know what I mean? And then That's why like, I was laughing. Like, you know what I mean? It, 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 that, that's scary. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If you don't break down what to do. It can hurt rather than help. And, and you know what? And it, it's crazy that you say that, and that's a valid point. And that's why I think that I told you this on the phone. Um, the financial literacy people and the investors and the entrepreneurs, they have to be champions just like rappers mm-hmm. because you shouldn't really be getting yet. No disrespect to rappers, a lot of, you know, but nine times out of ten, you shouldn't be getting your financial advice from a rapper. That's right. Like we, But we hold them in such high regards that if they tell us to do something, we'll do it. But they're not really in a position to to give that kind of advice because that's not really what they have been trained to do. Yeah. So, the entrepreneurs and the investors are going to be the new 
superstars. They're going to be the new rock stars, and they're going to be champion because I feel like during the pandemic, our platform skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because it's like at the beginning of March, remember they said like if you wasn't an essential worker, you couldn't go outside. So I felt like we got deemed as essential workers, not by the government, by the people. Mm. Because it's like when you're down on your luck, this matters. A lot of rappers had to cancel their shows. They wasn't getting no money because they realized that they wasn't essential. No disrespect, it's good entertainment, but that's not essential. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like even when I look at the legacy, like I told you, I look at your legacy more so as a media mogul, mm-hmm. not not a radio personality. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Envy, when he's done, he's going to be remembered more as a Don Peebles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A black Ooh. billionaire real estate developer. That's going to be more... He's impacting more people with real estate mm-hmm. than he is with playing music. No mm-hmm. disrespect to his music. 25 years, but he probably tell you nobody's... Like, they saying he changed his life because of, he brought it home. So we have to really focus in on financial literacy and take it very serious and elevate those people yeah. because these are the leaders of this generation because I don't care how fast you can run, eventually you got to retire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's real. It's, it's, but we can't take, take advantage of our community and a lot of us, well, I ain't going to say a lot of us, but a lot of people do that. That's the only reason why I started doing the, uh, the seminars because I was looking at somebody that looked like me charging people 10000 for a seminar. And I'm like, you can't be for the people if you're charging people 10000 for that knowledge when they can take that 10000 and buy their first grip. Mm-hmm. And I hated that. And we just did that really to piss him off. And it just took off from there. Jesus that, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We watched it. Yeah. I mean, the truth, I just did it to piss him off and to get people to help. And then it just took off. I think yeah. what you bring up is a good point because there's a thin line between, in, in the financial literacy community, some people were saying, like, you should never charge. You should charge. Whatever. Like, I personally feel like you, sh- you could always be able to charge for your services. Because it's like when Nipsey Hussle put out $100 mixtape, he got championed. That's mm-hmm. right. And I love Nipsey, one of the biggest Nipsey fans in the, in the world. But, I mean, it's music at the end of the day, right? Yeah, not at first he didn't get championed because I was a big Nip fan. I'm like, Nip, I ain't paying $100 for you. But, but, <laughs> I love but, you, but, no. but you did, But you didn't bash him. Nah, nah, nah. No, yeah, just, yeah, you just yeah, didn't yeah. buy it. Yeah. We got a university where we have 300 webinars for $500 for the entire year. That's reasonable. So I feel like you can definitely charge for your expertise because that's what books are, right? Yeah. But it has to be done tastefully. And you have to make sure that you add value. And, 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 and stop, stop discounting the value of black entrepreneurs because we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And we, like people say, like, we want discounts and all that. It's like if somebody put together a seminar and, like, stop, no, nah, stop doing that. Stop trying to get in for free. Stop trying to, if you're if you going to go, go. Support and learn something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we got no problem going to these state schools and paying $40,000 for student loans and you can't even get a job. Our most talented, we, we try to give our least talent too. Right? So, like, when that entrepreneur is done mm, Say that again, brother Troy. That was work. <laughs> say that again. Repeat our, that. Our most talented, we tend to give our least talented too, right? Mm. So it's like your cousin who just came home from jail, yo, he need a job. Can can you hire him? Right? But that wouldn't be the same pr- case if he went to a five-star restaurant. You'd be saying, look, are you Michelin certified? Right? So we got, like what Shai said, we got to hoard around our talent and make sure they make it. For we got to keep right. teaching out, you know, teaching the youth and even when it's difficult. I never told the story. So they stole my car a couple of months ago, right? Which one? <laughs> the, Ro- the Rolls truck. They stole Ooh, my Rolls oh, truck. Damn. Ooh, color. Color. And um, the young the young kids that stole it was like 15, 16, 17, right? Yeah. Small world got back to me. And um, I was upset. But my whole concern was, you guys are stealing these cars, making this money, right? When does it stop? Take this money, and let me show you how to make money off of this money. Because mm. you're going you're gonna to f*** around and going to rob the wrong person, and they're going to kill you. You're going to go to jail forever. So let me show you how to make money with this. And that's the conversation I'm trying to have with these youth. These kids don't have nothing. nothing. They f- 
fucked up. No what if he would have said, I was about to flip this money as soon as I sold your truck. This is the truck I needed. <laughs> nah, nah. This, this is the, the truck, truck I, I needed to get that I money. Every for the Frank White. Like, wow, come here, man. Let me give you a job. But, that, but that's what it was. And I was yeah. like, let me teach y'all how to make money. Like, you, you know, you, you're robbing, you're taking cars, you make, what, $10,000? Let me show you how to take this $10,000, buy a property. So to Envy's point, what is the smartest investment for a beginner? Is it real estate? Is it stocks? I mean, like, what is it? Envy might, might be different, but for me, stocks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's always been my love. That's been my passion. I feel like you can invest in stocks for $500, $300. Like, mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to go about it. And it's like a lot of times people was like, it's like double dutch, which stock to buy. But you can, it's a thing called ETFs, exchange traded funds, which is kind of like a basket of stocks. So like in one ETF, QQQ, right? They have Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, Facebook, Google, Nvidia, PayPal, Adobe, all in one. I think it's like three hundred and like twenty dollars, something like that, right now for for one share of QQQ. Mm-hmm. So you can literally just invest in that, and you got all of those companies. And the great thing with the stock market is that you actually are investing in actual real companies. Like I love crypto, but let's be honest: if cryptocurrency disappeared today, life would not change at all. If the stock market disappeared, we're in trouble. Big trouble. That's every company. Mm-hmm. That's all of these: Apple, Microsoft, mm-hmm. Google, Amazon. Like if all of those companies went away overnight. We'd be on some I am legend type vibe. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I think I think stocks is the yeah. easiest way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the ETF route is, is super powerful because we like to frame things in the term of sports. And so if you ever think of the all-star team, we like to break it down like that. You got LeBron James, that's comparable to Apple, and you got the Western Conference All-Stars, right? LeBron's on this team, right? So Apple's inside of QQQ. If LeBron has a bad night, this singular stock, like that Apple, that's gonna go down. Right, but if LeBron has a bad night, you still got AD on the team, right? You still had uh, Steph Curry on the team. They can carry us, and so when he's saying the ETF, it it leaves the amount of risk that you would have if you had a single stop. Most people try to figure out what should I invest in. These things look around you. You have an iPhone, yeah. You use Microsoft, yeah. Don't complicate it. Don't complicate so- it. You pay Verizon every month. Mm-hmm. Is there right? You all, all you got? Do you shop on Amazon? Have you been buying from Wayfair and going to Home Depot during the pandemic? Those are all companies that you can own. So we're always taught to be consumers rather than investors. And so we gotta, that's, that's what we're change. doing is like ch- changing that mindset. It starts with the mindset, right? Absolutely. It could be, you could say real estate is, is the best way. We could say stocks, but first is the mindset. All right, when we come back, we got more with Rashad Bilal and Troy Milling. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's the difference between an ETF and an S&P 500? So that's an index fund. So you've been doing your research, huh? Yeah. So an <laughs> index is the S&P 500, Standard & Poor's 500. So when they say like the market is up, the market is mm-hmm. down, they're not talking about every single stock on the market. They're talking about either the Dow Jones or the S&P 500, maybe the Russell 2000. So the S&P 500 is 500 companies, like a microcosm of the market. So they got some consumer discretion, some tech, some auto, and they, and they, and they come all together for 500. So you can also, that's another way to go as well. That's more broad range. Mm-hmm. So that's like, all different areas. Mm-hmm. The ETF is just one particular area. So like this marijuana ETF. So mm-hmm. like YOLO, MJ, um, Canopy Grow. Canopy Grow. All of those stocks are in like a marijuana ETF. So the index is like buying a whole grocery store. The ETF is like buying one owl in yeah. the grocery store. Yeah, because I thought I was doing something. I was talking to Rashad because you know, my, my financial guy, salute to my dude Humble. You know, during the pandemic, he told me to, you know, buy a certain amount of stock, right? So I bought it and you know, then some months later, you see an extra 120 grand, and you're like, oh, shoot. Rashad was like, 
Yeah, but you could have made such. I'm like, what? <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got to talk after this. Yeah, but, that, but, but that's the truth, and, that, and that's what we do a lot of times. Like, a lot of those people, they put millions into into that thing, but we put a couple of hundred thousand or a couple of thousand in there, and, you know, we walk away. Like, somebody told me the other day, she was like, yeah, I put, I put 300 into it, and they made 1,500, and I'm like, that's great. But now, you know, you got to think about this matter if we put, you know, 3 million into it. You know what mm. I mean? Break down the difference, Rashad, between stock options and the S&P 500. Ooh. Yeah. That's what everybody want to yeah, know. Yeah, everybody want to know about them options. So stock is like when you buy ownership of a company, you know? So it's like you buy one share. Um, options is you're, you're never really owning the stock, but you're, you're buying a contract where you have a future price. So the price point, like let's say Apple is $100, right? And you buying an option for let's say January 22, uh, 20, 2022, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a year in advance. So I'm buying a hundred and twenty dollar option. So I'm buying it with the anticipation that it's going to go up. Right. So it's like you're you're, you're planning in the head. Mm-hmm. That's what's called a call. A put is when you do on the on the reverse side. So a put is like okay, it's a hundred dollars, but I'm buying an eighty dollar put meaning I think the stock is going to go down. So the stock doesn't actually ever have to reach what we call the strike price, mm-hmm. the call or the put to actually make money. It just has to trend in that direction. Mm-hmm. This is what happened with the GameStop situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stock options is something that's really popular now because it's like the potential for gains. Like a regular stock, you can make 10%. Like let's say it went from 100 to 10. To 110, you made 10%. But that same 100 to 110 with the stock options, you could potentially make 100%. Yeah. Because you want to yeah, so the, the, when you when you're buying a, a stock option, it has a a bid and an ask, right? So the the ask won't be the stock price. So if Apple was 100, the bid might be let's say two dollars, right? If that two dollars when the stock goes up to 110 mm-hmm. or 120, if that two dollar bid now turns into ten dollars, you done made 800 percent. 700% almost, right, on something, just a trend. So that's what people got to really understand. It's really about the trend. If it trends up, you're going to make money. If it trends down, you, you're going to lose money based on what you put, a call or a put. Talk to us about Bitcoin, because I don't get it. <laughs> Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I don't get it that's at the, all. That's the big. What don't you get about it? Is it worth investing? Because it feels like it's not anything right now. <laughs> Bitcoin is not really a currency. It's more of a store of value, similar mm-hmm. to gold. That's why they call it digital gold. Mm-hmm. It's just my personal opinion. Bitcoin's here to stay. It's here to stay mm-hmm. because it's like, it's indestructible. We saw it was at $3,000 in March. It's at $50,000 right now. So it's been through ups and downs. It's crashed. Governments tried to stop it. And what really solidified it for me is when you see all the institutional money going. And currency is already kind of like digital, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Only 18% of actual money in circulation is physical money. Mm-hmm. It's either debit cards, credit cards, PayPal, Cash App. So the idea is not that far. Um, as far as cryptocurrency. Now, is use case still has to be worked out because if I'm not paying for something with Bitcoin because it's an investment, why would I pay you for something when I think it's going to go up? So that still has to kind of be figured out. Like, what is it actually going to be? Is it ever going to actually be used as currency or is it just going to be the new gold? Yeah, I don't don't think Bitcoin itself will be the currency coin. I think something like XRP um, has a better chance, like a Ripple has a better chance just because of like you said, institutional money being behind it and its functionality. Its functionality is to make transactions quicker, right? We always give that example. But even XRP is still not stable. It's still a stable coin. Right. What Mark Zuckerberg could have did was literally taken over the world and they stopped him because it's like when Facebook put that coin out, they, the I don't Libra know, coin. Libra? You heard that before? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was a, it was I remember a sta- the currency coin. I it was, was, was going to be a stable coin. Stable coin is like it doesn't move. Right. So that's perfect for currency because it's the same. 
So you got to realize Facebook has over a billion users, right? So imagine if they, they, they was going to put out their own native stable coin and then you have products. They overnight are Amazon. And they're the biggest country in the world at that point. Like China, they, they rival in China with their own currency. Imagine if one platform has 1.2 billion users with their own currency. That's crazy. They done locked Mark Zuckerberg under the jail. Well, they done found a they, reason. They stopped it. Exactly. They found some reason to lock his ass. They treated him like Gaddafi. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm they, serious. They stopped him. They stopped him. <laughs> well, give, give everybody your information so they can uh, make sure they following you and getting up on, on everything that's new. And yeah, yeah. Earn your leisure across all social media platforms. Shout out to See the God. Definitely partnered on the uh, iHeart situation. Yeah, yeah. Black, Black Effect. Network. We haven't even announced that yet. I wanted to do it on, on here on your platform. So, yeah, check us out on uh, all podcast streaming services. Um, let me say this too before we leave. Um, your reputation precedes itself. At literally, from Wallow to Mandy to Chad, I never heard anybody that said anything bad about you. Everybody said the same thing. Yo, he's a stand-up dude. And when I spoke to you, it was like I knew you for 20 years. Like, you just a real humble dude. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that, that man. And you're asking the wrong people, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and also, I would be remiss if we didn't thank Envy as well because he was the first celebrity. Like, we've had Shaq, we've had Mark Cuban, but he, he got the ball rolling for that. And he was a man of his word. Um, that was Troy, a moment. Troy, Troy met him up in Dykeman. He said he was going to do it, and a week later, a lot of times people would, like, spin you Give you a sister like, like that. for real? This nigga really Dominican. You remember that? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> it was, but, <laughs> did I have white jeans on? <laughs> nah, you didn't have white jeans. But it was a moment. It was like those like when people say just be in the room, just be in the room. It was right. crazy. We were doing an um I had our program go to Foot Locker. Uh, just as a tour my wife was working at at the time. And um, some of the guys that recognized me from the podcast, they was like, We're having this event. We're opening a store in, in Washington Heights. Mm -hmm. Listen, Envy's gonna be there, you should show up. I'm like, all right. I want to, yeah, let's let's go. And so I went up to him after he was sitting down for a while. I'm like, hey. And he was like, I know who you guys are. Yeah. I said, we would love to have you on. He was like, let's do it. Give Matt, have Matt hit it up and we'll set it up. A week later, we got it done. And I'm like, yeah, that was so stand up because, again, the first guy, we had interviewed a lot of people, but that was the first person that was like, celebrity that we had on the show and it was a big moment for us so again yeah. appreciate you bro oh, I got two things I want to do before we get out of here I want to shout out uh, since we talking about Don Peoples and other people because I know they're going to be googling Don Peoples got to shout out Cheryl McKissack Cheryl McKissack Daniel she's the CEO and president of McKissick and McKissick is the oldest black owned and female run construction company in the United States and a couple years ago they had got a uh, the contract to do the new construction at LaGuardia and the new Terminal 1 at JFK. Mm. So just just shouting out people Absolutely. who, you know. Shout out to her. Oh, I got, I got one more question. And I'm not even, I just want to hear what y'all answers are. I'm not even going to reply to it. Can black compassionate capitalism save the black community? Um, Compassionate capitalism. I like how you put That's that. Good. Uh yeah, I think it, I think it could definitely help. Change. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that when you say save the community, that's a, that's a broad statement, but it definitely can help. Economic empowerment is the most important that's thing, it. in my opinion, and that's something that we never fully understood or figured it out. And even like Martin Luther King's, um, he didn't get killed because he had a dream. He got killed because he woke up that's and right. he saw, you know, how disenfranchised his last couple of years. That was his main thing: economic, economic empowerment, empowerment yep. the poor people's um movement. movement. And so. This is something that we never have. We still don't have to this day an economic structure in place. I mean, capitalism is where we're at right now. So this is the game that we're in as American citizens. 
Yeah, I feel like we're the living embodiment, everybody in this room, right? What you're doing as an entrepreneur, what you're doing as an entrepreneur, even what uh, Angela E's doing as an entrepreneur, we're the living embodiment of that dream of economic empowerment. And like you said, a lot of people, a lot of communities are able to change things, policies, because they have the capital to sway, right? They can have the capital. If we don't have the capital, we have to live with the conditions that they've given us. And so the economic empowerment, but also the mindset too. We gotta have those two things. I don't know if we, it saves, but it starts the conversation of, Drastic change. Damn. Rashad and Trey, we need y'all, man. Two of the most important oh, voices man. we got in our culture for real, man. Appreciate Thank y'all so much we for need stopping this information. Through, man, and continue to, and to teach this youth, man. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you. Thank you. Right. Thank you for having us. Earn your leisure. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, listen, if you hear me talking to you right now, that means I'm not really here. Okay, we're on vacation. It's a best of show. But, you know, donkey of the day, I remember 10 years ago when I started this segment, um, I said that I hope that one day, you know, it'll grow to be a legendary you know, radio segment. It's still not up for me to say that, but we've had some pretty good ones. Okay, they say this one is a classic. Here you go. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. It's the breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day with Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Wow, donkey of the day goes to Ronnie O'Neal. It honestly just dawned on me this morning that Ronnie O'Neal is from Florida. I should have known. Mm-mm. I should have known. I should have known. What does your Uncle Charla always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. But Florida, I can't blame this one on y'all. This is a lot deeper than being from Florida. Okay, to be honest with you, I really believe Ronnie O'Neal is a villain in the new Boondocks cartoon. Okay, Aaron Magruder had to write this. Like, if there was a multiverse for the Boondocks, Ronnie O'Neal might be an evil variant version of Riley Freeman. Wait a minute, Uncle Charlotte. Who the hell is Ronnie O'Neal? Okay, you're right. Let me not assume everyone knows. Ronnie O'Neal is the human who acted as his own attorney in his double murder trial. He was accused of killing his 33-year-old girlfriend, Kenyatta Barron, and their disabled 9-year-old daughter, Ron Navia O'Neill. R.I.P. to both of them, and I'm sending condolences and healing energy to their families. If you need a refresher on the situation, let's go to WTSP 10 Tampa Bay for the report, please. Opening statements are underway in the murder case against Ronnie O'Neill III. He's the Riverview man accused of killing his girlfriend and their nine-year-old daughter three years ago. O'Neill is taking an unusual stance of representing himself in court, so here's some of what he had to say to the jury. I'm pleading not guilty to the charges of premeditated murder. They didn't want you to know the truth. We're going to see who the liars are before it's all said and done. Mark my word. There is a public defender on standby if he does change his mind. He faces the death penalty if convicted. He's going to die. Uh, Ronnie O'Neill was accusing prosecutors of fabricating evidence. Fabricating evidence. Hmm. Ronnie O'Neill was charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Uh, a count of attempted first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated child abuse, and a count of resisting a law enforcement officer without violence. Now, if someone, you know, kills two people and stabs another, because Ronnie also stabbed his eight-year-old son, who, thank God, survived, if police come over and see all this chaos, how could they possibly fabricate evidence? Now, I know Ronnie O'Neill is claiming his girlfriend killed his, his daughter and tried to kill his son. That's why he killed her. But we always have to remember in life, a lie ain't nothing to tell. If a bold-faced lie was a person, it would be Ronnie O'Neill III. And see, the thing about a lie is when you tell one lie, it leads to another. 
So you tell two lies to cover each other. Then you tell three lies. And old brother, first lie he told was that his girlfriend killed his daughter and stabbed his son. Well, his son took the stand and had to relive that trauma. Listen. How you doing, Ron? Good. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Did you see me shoot your mom? No. Did I hurt you that night of this incident? Yes. I did. And how did I hurt you? You stabbed me. Lord have mercy. Damn it, man. So you tell four lies to try to protect you. Then you tell five lies so folks won't suspect you. Then you tell six lies and you'll collect a life filled with worries and fears. Because you can't remember how many lies you've told and half the things you say aren't true. And sometimes you'll slip up, you'll trip up, and then whatever will become of you. Well, what will become of Ronnie O'Neill III? Let's go to WFLA NBC 8 for the report, please. It took just more than four hours for a Tampa jury to decide Ronnie O'Neill is guilty of killing his girlfriend and his own daughter, as well as stabbing and setting fire to his son. O'Neill represented himself throughout the guilt phase of the trial and may do so during the penalty phase as well. The defendant is guilty of first-degree murder, premeditated murder, and felony murder. During his closing argument, O'Neill admitted guilt in one of the killings. I did kill Kenyatta Van. But I want you to tell it like it is if you're going to tell it. O'Neill told jurors he did kill his girlfriend, but only because she <clears throat> murdered their daughter and tried to kill their son. You don't know <clears throat> what happened to my daughter. I know what happened to my daughter, and that's why Kenyatta Barron is dead. The judge complimented <clears throat> O'Neill on his performance. And I have to tell you, I think in another lifetime, you would have been an excellent lawyer. Four hours. It only took George four hours. Only reason I think it took that long is because they were in there discussing the audacity, the unmitigated gall of Ronnie O'Neill III to get up there and represent himself. So you lie and lie without even trying, and each lie you tell will keep multiplying until the whole wide world will know you're lying. Then you'll be suspected, detected, rejected, neglected, disliked, and you should. When you lie, you're closing the door on everything good. Ronnie O'Neill III, what the hell were you doing? Why were you up there playing? What was the point? What was you trying to prove? There was absolutely no reason for you to be up there representing yourself other than for your own sick, personal entertainment. I've been trying to make sense of this and I keep stopping myself to remind myself, stop attempting to make sense of the senseless. There is no logic in the illogical. I can't blame this on Florida. I keep trying to wrap my mind around what this is and all I hear in my head is my love Stephanie Mills saying, Niggas, niggas. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Please let Remy Ma give Ronnie O'Neill the third, the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? His poor son, man. <sighs> His poor son. His poor son is going to need a lifetime mm. of therapy. Okay? Mm. You know how much work it's going to take to get the trauma out of that young man's body? Come on, man. All right. I just want to give him a hug. I felt so bad having to listen to him have to testify mm, 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 and answer mm, mm, questions. Because mm. Ronnie O'Neill want to play. Because Ronnie O'Neill the third want to play. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. All right. We got more coming up next. Keep it locked. It's the best of the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, this lady called, uh, I think a week ago or two weeks ago, and she was having some problems in the bed, and Charlemagne advised her how to work the middle. Um, and she's back on the line. Good morning. <laughs> what? Hello? <laughs> hey, this is Kiff. How you doing? 
Hey, she's What's calling up, back. Girl? You were very popular when you called in for Ask Yee and you were talking about being insecure about being on top, right? Yes. So? I, uh, I have a follow-up. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it. Okay. So me and him had a long discussion about it, and I went on and told him how I felt. And so me and him talked about it, and that night, the magic happened. We put on <laughs> some pornos, and, like, I watched a couple scenes with different women doing, you know, different positions and the position you told me to do. And I tried it, and, like, we have not stopped. <laughs> I have so much Okay, fun. so hold on, hold on. You did reverse cowgirl? <laughs> yes, I did. I did, I did. <laughs> And then let me tell you something, and that is a workout in itself. So it feels good because you over there doing your squats, doing your crybaby challenge, doing the busted challenge on it. That's what I'm talking about. Girl, and I also been working out too. So it's like, I guess my breathing is a little bit better. And I am like, man, I'm telling you, we, we have been having some good nights. We really have. And you know what was interesting, though, and I was so glad that you called about that because a lot of women were weighing in about their insecurities also. And I was saying, I know he loves just looking at your body no matter what. And so everything about you, I'm sure he finds attractive. What did he say when you guys had the conversation? He was just like, that is more or less me. And it was never him who never, ever felt any kind of way about you know, me saying that I didn't want to get on top of whatever. But he just was like, um, baby, you are thinking too hard into it. And also, like I told you, I was trying to get the lipo and the BBL done. And he's just like, I love you how you are. You know, that's for women who, you know, don't really like how they look and rather spend money. He was like, let's go to the gym. We got a Planet Fitness ship, uh, membership. And we've been back and forth in the gym and stuff or whatever. So, like, he really supports me. And I love that about him. Like, he didn't make me feel any kind of way about it when I did see him down and talk to him about it. He was just really open and like, Ma, Ma that's like, that's just you. That's that's you. That's all you. It's never been me. Isn't riding on so fun? It is. Look, I always was just nervous about it because of my weight, you know, and like mm -hmm. my guy, he's a pretty small guy. And I just always felt like I was too heavy to be on top. And, you know, like, so that's the only reason why I didn't want to do it. All right, now my only advice is make sure you don't go up too high. Because <laughs> then, then when you come back down, if it slides out, it could hurt them. So just be careful with that. Don't go too high. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I did see on your Instagram where all the, you know, people were commenting and stuff or whatever. And I, you really, really talk to me like a big sister. And I just want to tell you that I appreciate you so much much like this advice line is the best and speaking to you about my insecurity like with everyone listening or whatever was hard for me but at the same time you made me feel very comfortable Aren't you oh, well, been there you. before Aren't you been in that position over there all right <laughs> and, listen, I, I, and, I, and i think a lot of women we do have insecurities about our body but i do know for guys like i said they just happy to be there and they're not thinking oh look at this stretch mark look at that fat hang like they're not even thinking like that they just thinking oh, like yes, this is are. amazing <laughs> i mean we still gonna i mean most yeah. guys still gonna hit but they're gonna talk about it later to their boys at least and that's what i'm saying so i mean my my whole thing is you know like men be discussing with their boys like about stuff like that to me i think they do you no, know they like, do you know, they do but they i mean if you if the, if the poom poom is good he's still gonna be like but that poom poom fire though <laughs> yeah <laughs> right well thank you so much and i'm glad that things got so much better for you that's him and he sounds like an amazing man so he deserves for you to ride again tonight 
And he is. I'm I'm actually I'll be thirty five <laughs> next month and he's twenty six. And okay. like I had also had insecurities about that too with our age differences and stuff or whatever, but like we're going on two years now. So all right now all right good well listen keep on following up i'm glad that you sound so excited and energetic about it and i'm sure he feels better about it too so that's dope so that's what ASCII is all about and i'm happy to hear from you yes ma'am y'all have a wonderful morning and god bless all y'all Peace. you too now all right ask yeah, guy, guy, a guy will definitely be like yo her body trash but her poom poom fire not about his girl about his girl though or his wife no, not about his. No, nah, not wife. about his girl. His wife. Yeah, because they're in a real relation. They're in a real relationship. Like they're together. I can't imagine he would oh, tell his boy okay. she's trapped. Yeah, not about his girl. His wife. Yeah, but that's what think, I'm saying. But he'll, but he'll think that, and that's why he got her. You know, let's go work out together. Yada yada yada. All right. Well, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need advice, call us up. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Mo from the Bronx. What's up, Mo? Okay, what's the up? Bronx. Get it. Yo, so what's your question for you? So basically, I got I got a thought pregnant, and I want to know, like, dang, do I stay with her? Or do I go? <laughs> you got a woman pregnant, and you don't know if you should stay with her. Do you want to be with her? Yeah, I mean, she a good girl, whatever. But she, I mean, she used to be around, so I don't know what oh, I want to do. So you're trying to say in the past. She's got a lot of bodies, but that bothers you now. I mean, you feel me? I, I ain't planning to get her pregnant, but it happened. All right, let's take the pregnancy out of this. Is this somebody that you would want to be with? Uh, no, not really. Why not? Cause it's like, you feel me? I'm 25, I'm, I'm, I'm living. Okay, so you're just not ready to be in a relationship. It has nothing to do with her past. You just said she's a good girl, but she's been around. You feel me? I'm from the Bronx, you feel me? So, your heart rep means a lot. So, what she did, what about you? Have you been around? You feel me? But that's a double standard in life, I feel like, you know, you're supposed to get around, you know, like, oh I don't know. God. So, you're saying it's okay for you, but it's not okay for her? It's definitely okay for me. I'm a guy. It's like, for a woman is, is what, I don't know, what, we, what I'm supposed to do. That don't sound ridiculous to you? So, you could do whatever you want in the past, but when she was single and mingling, that was that's an issue now, even though it's in her past. And you said she's a good girl. Mm. You know, if you real confident in yourself and securing who you are, it should not matter what anybody thinks about your girl. True, true, but no, I understand, I understand. I'm here for advice, I'm listening. So if you want to be with this woman or you want to at least give the relationship a chance, then you do that. Because you said she's a good girl. If you don't let what other people might think about your girl bother you, it should only matter what you think about your girl. And if you man, say she's good all that. now, if she treats you well, no, if she's dude, great I'm, to you. Man, you got her pregnant. Take care of your responsibilities. You can't take the pregnancy out of this. And you better be a good father because that well, child no, he is, not is gonna to be, be It's not about that. He's asking if he should be with her. That's, that is what it's about. It's about taking care of that child. You can take care of your yeah, child you, and not you, be together. You don't have to be with somebody you, just because you guys you to, are having a baby. But you told him take the you told him take the pregnancy out of it. You can't in this situation. That's the most well, important saying, thing. In this what situation. I'm saying is, if his question is, does he want to be with her or not? You not you don't stay with somebody just because they're pregnant. You can still be a father and handle those responsibilities. I'm, but what but I'm saying is, if out. you want to be with her, it's not about whether she's pregnant that you want to be with her. It's about whether or not you want to be with her. Yes, still be a father, still handle your responsibilities, but you're not forced that should be to be number with one. someone. 
I'm a hustler, you feel me? So it's like, you know, she she not on Some the people look down on that. She she not she not on the same type of time as I I'm on, you know what I mean? Like I'll be having a coaching father is is certain You saying so you, so yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> so you hustling as an as a street hustler or you just hustle like you get money? I mean, yeah, I'm getting money both ways, both ways. Okay. okay. And I'm sure people judge you for that, right? Yeah, but you know, I live in a Bronx. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's no judging once you get money. It's like, dang, at least Bro, you get a You got to take care of your kid regardless. You got to take care of your kid regardless. You have to have a relationship with the mom, whether you want to be with her or not. You have to have a great relationship for your child. You lay down with that woman and things happen. And now you got to be a man, man up. I think I'm so yeah. Sorry. The first thing is, of course, are you planning? You are planning to take care of your child, right? That wasn't the question. I, I mean, yeah, of course, I take care of my child. I take care of my BM. You feel me? I'm the one who pay everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I pay the bills and you feel me. Put the food on the table and all that. But you just don't know if you want to wife her. It's all. It's crazy. Yeah, I think I, look, I take your time. All you need to do is make sure is make sure that she has a safe pregnancy. Just be good and be there for her throughout her pregnancy so the baby is safe and healthy and you can work on your relationship and decide. You don't gotta make that decision right now as far as to whether you guys are co parenting or in a relationship. But I think, you know, just handle your responsibilities as a father and then you guys will decide in time. But don't judge her based off of her past. Her past is you know, it's cliche, but your past is what makes you who you are today. She wouldn't be the person that she is right now that you say is a good girl if she hadn't done the things that she would have done in her past and lived her life. Yeah. I mean, like, and uh, you added, baby, bro. And you, and you added to her body count. You know she had a lot of bodies before you slept with her. You got her pregnant. Take care of your responsibilities. Okay? Period. Thank you. All right, thanks. All right, good luck, bro. <laughs> All right. I thank you, Miss Yee. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, we got As C and E. And you're listening to the best of the Breakfast Club. Back up. Yo, you remember this? Check out this classic C and E moment. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of As C and E. And and let the record show uh, our our camera guy, Nick, and Dramos, our board up, said that we give terrible advice. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Big Rich. What's up, Rich, man? What's your question for C&E? Here's my thing, man. I kind of got myself into a similar entanglement, uh, maybe as this guy had described. I was at a truck stop, and uh, we were talking about smoking, and, you know, it was a little questionable to begin with there. But uh, What happened now? <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you were at a truck stop with another guy. You were smoking weed, and then what happened? Well, what I thought was weed, yeah, I ended up getting a little bit more high than I thought. We went back to my rig. Oh, you found him attractive. Hold on, let me yep. sit up for this one. Hold on now. <laughs> you say, you say, so you found yeah. him attractive? Yeah. Wait, y'all, y'all went attractive? Attractive, attractive. You found him attractive? No, man. I, I'm gonna get into detail, but I'm gonna tell you that I woke up and I was entangled in the seatbelt, and uh, this was this was probably 24 to 32 hours later. This was an update New York that it had started. Oh, so you talking about the donkey the day I gave to Greg Kelly? So something like that happened yeah, to you. Man. It basically, but, but my question would be is because I woke up and I felt weird. Everything smelled weird. So I mean, am I responsible? What it smelled like? And do I, what it smelled like? I can't even. I can't. I can't even. I, don't, I can't even put any details on it. I feel so uncomfortable even recalling this situation. Are you responsible for what, sir? For what had happened, man? I felt like a different person. 
I, I well, first of all, well, I don't I don't know what happened happened, but it sounds like you're implying that he was penetrated. This guy took advantage of you, and no, you're not responsible. If you got high with this person, and you know you were high and you don't remember what happened, and he had sex with you, he raped you. Yeah. I don't know if there was any penetration or if he had just gone rooting around looking for something that maybe he thought he was going to found. Well, that's where it is. Am I responsible? Do I even want to think about this situation? No. All I know is I was tied up. I was wrangled. So Bro. when you woke up, what position were you in? Seriously, like what, what do you remember? You, did you wake up like... And you had to pick yourself up off your stomach. Like, was you on your back? Like, what was you? Where was you at? Were your pants down? Like, what happened? Yes. Um, I mean, I had a shirt on, but the front of my head was in the cab, and my rear end was in the back seat. So and, the entire truck was a disaster. And you don't know who this guy is at all. No, I have no idea who it was. So he just—I was more confused, and I was so embarrassed about the whole thing. I told should, a couple of my buddies, but I've kind of become this running joke now. Yeah, you're not responsible for this, sir. No, what happened not. to you is not your responsibility. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You were taking advantage for. If you could remember the guy's truck, I, I would definitely call the police. Yes, um, because it's not right. And uh, clearly, I mean, this guy is out there doing this. You, it's not funny. You were raped. Yes, and I think you need to call the police and get this guy arrested. And this guy has done this clearly before. Before, absolutely. You know he, what I mean? He was a professional. He had a plan, and uh, it wasn't weed. That's Damn. the only thing to look out for with this whole situation. Some people get funky. They want to get weird with it. They'll put whatever they can inside of that wrap. Get you to smoke on it. Let me tell you something. I respect you. Yep. And the main reason I respect you is because you're telling this story. Uh, a lot of men don't tell this story nope. enough. Stuff like this does happen to men. And, you know, we don't we don't take it as seriously as we should. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I'm super weird, bro. I, just, I, heard, I heard what you guys were talking about, and that was the first thing that popped up into my head. All right, well, you know, I would try to think about it. I definitely would go to the police station. Maybe somebody else has left a report like that that's similar to yours, and hopefully they can catch the person yeah. that uh, drugged you. Because I'm sure that, I'm sure there's more guys with this more story. Because if you were sitting at a truck stop, you'd definitely be plotting on people. And it's not your fault, bro. It's, not, it's, definitely yeah, it's not, not your fault, fault my guy. Well, I appreciate that. If you're ever upstate, stop in the Big Rick's small engine repair shop, and I'll probably give you a 10% discount depending on how I'm feeling that day. But... Appreciate All you, right, man. All right, Tyler, man. You be good. Don't go doing anything I didn't do, okay? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right, but I can guarantee you that I won't. All yeah. Right. yeah, you're a dirty dog. All right, then. It's not your fault. And if it does happen, you should go to the police because... Yes, uh, man or you, woman. You were raped. Absolutely. And it's not right. Um... Hopefully he gets the help. Hopefully he gets to the police station because I'm sure if this guy did it to him, I'm sure he's probably done it before. Because I think that a guy who does that to other guys, that's what he's banking on. He's right. banking on this dude will never tell. Right. You know he what feels I mean? Embarrassed. Absolutely. All right, we got more coming up next. Keep it locked. It's the best of the best. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. The positive note is simply this, okay? For everybody that's going through something, you feel like you're breaking down, just remember, sometimes it takes an overwhelming breakdown to have an undeniable breakthrough. Keep pushing. Breakfast Club, bitches! Do y'all finish or y'all done?